Andy and Dean. We're back at the TPI, and it is night two. Night and two. Uh, we are talking to Sean O'Brien, yeah, yeah. the referee that we're always giving right. shit to. Not, not last night. <laughs> no, always. no. On his game last night. Thank Absolutely, yeah, Thank yeah. You. And uh, we love Sean because he's always giving us feedback on the show. And not only that, but, uh, you know, he's been a big uh, proponent of ours on social media. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, you referee a lot of matches. A lot of matches. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. almost all of them. Yeah. Tonight you got a little help, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, luckily the last couple of weeks I've had some help. Uh, uh, for Bill from up north, Indiana, he's been coming down to help out. So, uh, but yeah, I've I've pretty much gotten used to Iron Manning so much that I've pretty much started using the little hashtag Iron Man Ref. Like, right? yeah, so, well, so, you I mean, should, man. You, know, you should marketing, you know, <laughs> absolutely, you know. Uh, so, where else have you been working besides IWA? I know you kind of you do a lot of shows at the arena, right? Uh, I I try to just because it's close to my house. Um, mm-hmm. Like I live five minutes from the arena, but. Um, I got my start with a company that's no longer around anymore called UWA. Uh, it was like the Underground Wrestling Alliance or something. It was uh, my cousin-in-law. He was actually the booker, and then it ended up being a committee or whatever, this and that. And uh, that's part of the reason why it closed down. But um, my cousin was the booker at the time, and he pretty much asked me one day. I'd been coming to so many shows, and he knew I was pretty smart with the business. And he was like, hey, we need a ref. You want a ref? Why not? That's literally how I got started. So, so How, how long and, ago was that? That was about probably four years ago or so. And then uh, I worked for that company for about two years until they closed down. And then uh, once they closed down, I took about a six-month, maybe eight-month break or something like that. And uh, and I just missed it so much that a buddy of mine was like, hey, Ian really needs refs. Actually, I got started back with a company called OSWA that was at the arena. And they've closed down. Well, they actually changed their name. Now it's SWA, the Southern Wrestling All-Stars. And I still ref for them uh when I can on Sundays, just because I work the shoot job on Sundays. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, uh, I, one of my buddies here, Aiden Blackheart, it actually was like, "Hey, he needs some refs," and I was like, "Hell yeah!" So started here. And where the hell is that guy? <laughs> uh, he's I don't he's been doing the, the the towns and stuff, making different towns up north. Uh, so I don't know where he's been at. Well, uh, I heard he was in California for a while. Yeah, yeah. Then he was going to be in Colorado. Yeah, he's got a show coming up in Colorado. And uh, I just know uh, there's one thing in common with both of those places. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Uh, well, now there's two things in common. And, and, and you know, and you know, he loves the Smiz. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, yeah. Well, he's a great guy. He's been a big fan of ours too, as far oh, yeah. as like uh, you know, giving us feedback and stuff like that. Yeah. And I wish he was more around. Yeah, um, right. He was the guy who got uh, Aaron to tell us the uh, uh, Memphis blood money story, which was <laughs> yeah, pretty funny. I love so, story, yeah. like that, uh, yeah. that was good. Uh, yeah. And uh, I don't know. So, but this isn't all you do, huh, Sean? No, no, that's not all I do. I also uh, also do music. I'm actually uh, classically trained. I went to a performing arts school in Louisville and stuff. But uh, actually, while I was at that performing arts school, me and some guys linked up and we started singing an R&B group together uh, called The Gentlemen. Shout out to my brothers and the Gentlemen. Uh, and, a great uh, name. I like right? that. I like gentlemen, that. You know, yeah. simple. Uh, and uh, we ended up splitting up right after high school, kind of doing our own thing. And then we've all recently kind of come back together, but we're all still doing our own solo stuff. Uh, Rob Lee is actually a really big name in Louisville uh, that's doing some really cool things. And Tez the Two Deep is also. Uh, I'm kind of low man on the totem pole. So, but uh, but those guys are super super talented, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm blessed to be able to. Not only work with them, but you know, for them to be like my brothers type stuff. So, but yeah, I uh, 
I, I actually sing and, and write music and all that good stuff. Uh, but wrestling has kind of taken precedence here recently. Isn't that weird? So yeah, so. such a weird thing, you yeah, know. I love wrestling. That's <laughs> so awesome, you know. Well, yeah. it's interesting because somebody yeah. who understands music or you know a lot of times it's athletics and then people are like oh i understand the link between athletics and wrestling well we'll see and and i was i was a theater geek in high school too Mm -hmm. so and that kind of has something to do with it as far as i think my love for wrestling was the fact that i was a theater geek in high school and you know we all know it's a show you know so uh but at the same time it's it's quite athletic you know Mm -hmm. especially these days with the the wrestlers that are coming out you know these days like freaking shane strickland and you know the chris and like like just athletic as hell and so uh but yeah like i also played football too so um it was just kind of one day i had a realization uh like high school that i was like this is like the perfect combination of sports and athletics like mm-hmm. i mean of, of uh, sports and, and, the- and theater you know theatrics and stuff so like <laughs> why wouldn't i want to do that like that's amazing so well, uh, I, I think there's a lot of music in it too, because oh yeah, absolutely, especially yeah. improvisational yeah, music absolutely. at times, and and uh, you know, it's just it's that thing where if you're jamming with somebody, yeah, you know, you get that weird feeling yeah. where like some, everything's right. just kind of grooving, and it's that same kind of thing I think when guys are wrestling together, yeah. you or, know? And, and not only that, but you know, it's I, okay. I love when people try like to say that you know wrestling is like an art because like in that sense, I actually. <laughs> It's funny because Triple H actually uh, had quote or had said this one time on something I was watching. I don't remember what it was. It was like a panel or something weird, and I was like, "Dude, that's gold." But he had made the the connection with music and wrestling. How you know, uh, in both of them, you, you're trying to invoke a reaction mm-hmm. out of the people, you know, and, and with music and with with wrestling, like that's what that's what we're trying to do is to to get a reaction out of the people and. And so, and that, I guess why I love when people are like, you know, it's art form. Hell yeah, it is. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, and it's it's like all the <laughs> yeah, art forms right. all put together. Hell you know? yeah, yeah. Visual, uh, like you know, you can. I mean, the Shane Strickland entrance. Like I, I've been talking about that with like just because like yesterday I worked the Shane Strickland match. So and like it was everything in me not to crack and just start dancing in the ring. Like, <laughs> anytime I've watched him on YouTube or like you know I've seen him in, at Wrestle Circus on Twitch and all that stuff. Like he just. His entrance is so cool. Like, it, like I don't know any other word to describe it, but mm-hmm. just cool. Like, it's awesome. Coolest guy wanna, in the room, right? You just want to like tap your foot, and like, and I, I kind of had a little heel tap going, but I was trying to hide it. Like, <laughs> we'll be watching for it tonight. Dean, what do you got for Sean? <laughs> uh, have you ever considered uh, taking it further than being a referee and competing in wrestling? Uh, the more and more that I do it. Yeah, <laughs> especially the more and more I work with IWA because, you know, we work, we run weekly. Uh, the old promotion I worked for, we ran, I think it was like every two, three weeks type stuff or whatever. So, And we had a school there at the old promotion I worked for. Uh, but with IWA and stuff, the more and more I work with these guys, I'm just like, gosh, these, these guys are incredible. And I, I don't know, right now I, I really love my music. And so, and I kind of like, you know, being able to, to split the two. So, and that's really the only thing that's been stopping me from start training. Yeah. Uh, but I think one of these days I might really, really start, you know, training to take hits and bumps and, and all that good stuff. Uh, Easy. I don't know. Take a couple yeah. bumps, you know. I don't know. I, I really don't think about it a whole lot, you know, just because, like, every time I do think about it, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Hell yeah, I'm going to do it. So. <laughs> somebody got, you got a shoving on somebody on Thursday. I can't yeah. remember something. Yeah. Somebody who, yeah. I can't remember the match. Uh, but. I don't remember what match it was either, but yeah, somebody. I think it was Dingo. Uh, it was yeah, Dingo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dingo tried to get, you know, he tried to get Buck with me. I had to, 
You know, I mean, I'm a little bigger than he is. So. Yes, yes, we all are. As I, I showed him, I was bigger than right, him as right, well. Right, you know? yeah, but, exactly. Uh, well, I don't want to put you on the spot, man. And, you know, you do whatever you want to do. But oh, absolutely Can not. we get a little bit of this uh, music thing? Is that is that possible? I know we're in kind of a weird situation yeah. right here, but I don't want to put you on the spot. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I can sing a little something. I okay, guess, let's, hear. To. let's hear it. Let's hear it. Uh, actually, I have a. Uh, I'll, I'll do one of my songs. Why not? Um, there's a song I have called Panties. It's my freaky joint. Uh, <laughs> that's what I say every time I perform it. Y'all want to hear something freaky? Like, and it's kind of my R. Kelly inspired joint. So, uh, just as R. Kelly's the goat when it comes to R&B music, but and, uh, and the freaky stuff too. And the freaky stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but it goes like this. Uh, I'm a freaky individual, don't pick up quick on subliminals, body looking like a palace, and I just gotta get India. First I'm gonna kiss on ya, see how bad you want it, uh, see who can go longer without tearing both our t-shirts off. See, I know what you like, and the way your body's moving, girl, you got me feeling right. See, I know what you like, so baby, lay your body down and let me take a bite. But first, I'm taking your patties up. Yeah, that's my freaking. That's a first for the podcast, right there. (laughs) Wow, wow. Excuse my voice; it's a little hoarse. I didn't yell at stuff last night. You're all good. We're doing more yelling tonight. So yeah, you gotta tell these guys. You gotta get get these guys in line, line, man. Like I know they don't want to listen. You know, I try. They do not listen. I I try. Like we tell them, and I'm loud. Like, am I loud? You say, "Come on!" Like three thousand times a night. You know, so come on. There was a somebody who pointed that out to me. Actually, I think it was on Thursday. Ace Perry said he was watching one of one of the matches back that I had read to his. I'm pretty sure it was Ace Perry. And he goes, no. Was it Ace Perry? I don't know. I don't remember who it was. But anyway, he goes, you said come on literally like 35 times. Like he counted. Like, he was like, you said, he was like, it was probably 33 to 35 times. And I was like. Come on, Ian. He's bleeding. You hit him with the chair. Right. Come on. Man. <laughs> That's awesome. Come, come on. on put man. it down, guys. Awesome. Come on. Over. Right. Well, thanks so much, Sean. It's great appreciate to finally talk Thank to you and you have you on the show. I appreciate, I appreciate you guys. It. Thank you uh, for letting me be on. Uh, I'm a big fan of the show. So uh, Thank you. It's a great show. Awesome. Thank well, again, thanks a lot, man. We'll talk to you next time. All right. For sure. Well, folks, uh, today we are being joined by a man who has uh, been on the show many, many times. You know, I've described him as a notorious podcast whore, but he is my favorite referee. It's Sean O'Brien. How you doing, buddy? Yo, yo, what's up, Drew? How you doing, man? Yeah, uh, I, I believe this is what uh, my fourth. Maybe shoot, I was on actually twice this week now. Technically, I guess. So. <laughs> hey, well, I mean, you know, <laughs> twice in one week, I'll take it. You know, All right? Yeah. Um, I was on this past weekend, whatnot, and then now yeah. tonight. So, <laughs> when you've been on here and there, you know, I mean, it, I always like having you on, and I told you once a long time ago, you're always welcome on the show. And when I say things, unlike a lot of people in the world, I actually mean what I say, and uh, so. You, you know, hit me up and you demanded some time on the Road Home from Wrestling podcast to address a few things. And I think we need to get to some of these things right away because, 
you know, it's just really important. Apparently, you know, these things that we I interviewed this Daniel Spencer guy. We've talked about the RWO, um, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. But you you had some beef, right? A little bit. I, I had a little bit of clarifications with some of Daniel's interview. Um, you know, Daniel um, uh, is, has gotten a little bit big for his britches uh, here recently. And, um, you know, don't get me wrong. Daniel's a great referee. He's, he's nowhere near as bad as Ben is. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but, um, but, you know, sometimes, um, Daniel forgets that he's still a little green in his business and kind of talks out of the side of his mouth. And, um, and so there was a, a couple of clarifications on the most recent episode about, you know, a couple of little bitty small things that I just kind of wanted to touch on. And that's why I hit you up. Uh, but, um, but yeah, one of them, as far as you know, speaking on the RWO, just wanted to clarify really quick. Um, technically, Max Recon is not a member of the RWO. I gotta put that out there first and foremost. Well, that's uh, but but Sean, that's beef you got with me, not with Daniel. I, right? I know. Well, but I, hold on. Well, but I'm getting to another point. Um, okay. That's, All right. That, that that is between me and you. But you know, we we squashed that this past weekend, and you know, <laughs> you, you you know what the deal is now. You know, no, I Adam's, do. I do. Um, uh but as far as i I do have to clarify this one statement that that uh that daniel had said daniel had said uh, and made a comment about you know max recon used to be the man at the arena as far as i go max recon is still the goddamn man at the arena um max recon is one of my favorite referees like in the business um that's like one of my mentors one of my big brothers you know, anytime I get to take a, a road trip with Max Recon, it's – hold on just a second. I've got to run into my daughter. <laughs> hey, she's <laughs> welcome too. It's okay. Right. Anytime that I get a chance to work with my boy Max, man, it's amazing. And not only that, but whenever I first got back in the game before I started working for IWA and stuff, Max Recon was one of those guys that gave me a lot of advice. But I say all that to say whenever at that time period when I got back into the game – at the arena at that time period, Max Recon was the man. Max Recon was almost kind of like how I am right now and at all the different companies and stuff. Max was all over the arena. Um, and he also was doing stuff, you know, in the area. And Max was just one of the guys that, that a lot of people looked up to in in the southern Indiana region, all the way from Evansville, all the way to here. And so I kind of took uh, – I'm not going to say offense because nothing really offended me about the interview. But, like, as far as, like, I just kind of was like, eh, it rubbed me the wrong way. Max Recon is still the MF and man to me. Uh, so um, – but th- there was that. And then there was also – he made a comment about um, how – he was talking about, I think, um, you know, stealing stuff from other people, which, you know, it's pro wrestling. Everybody steals from everybody in pro wrestling. Um, he, he was talking about uh, doing the uh, the horns or, or some deal and how, you know, he, he I think he had made a comment. Mike Kyoto like, start, was the one that started that or something. Um, and so, you know, nobody's allowed to do that or something if you have a trial for WWE or, from whatever he was saying. Which, I mean, so I did some research. <laughs> I, I did a little bit. And I, I found, um, you know, of course, NWA footage and w, WCW footage of referees using the horns um, before Mike Chioda was really even refing. You know, not to, not to knock Mike Chioda, you know what I'm saying? Um, but 
because you know Mike Yoda is like one of my favorite refs of all time. He's probably I'd say number two after Charles Robinson. Um, but as far as like using the horns, I was taught whenever I was trained that it's it's kind of a visual deal. Like when you when you throw the horns up, the the two. Um, the two is more spaced apart than if you throw up like the peace sign too. You know what I mean? Um, and so it's it's a lot easier for the crowd to see as far as like a crowd of 10,000 or something. Um, and so that was kind of how it was explained to me, I guess, uh, because, you know, everything about pro wrestling is visual and, you know, everything you make a lot bigger than what it is and stuff. Um, the Like that was just one small part as far as the, you know, one, two, and then three is actually kind of, it was the way it was shown to me. I don't do it this way, but the way it was shown to me was how Max Recon throws up his little hand sign. You know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? Yeah, that like was the the three count that was shown to me. Then I still use the regular three um, because they said the three really doesn't matter a whole lot. Once you hit three, the bell rings and the match is over. But as far as that two, you know, when you throw up that two, the the two spread apart is a lot. You know, the the visual is a lot better than like the peace sign two. Um, and, and that just made, it, it kind of resonated with me and I was like, oh yeah, cool. And so it's just stuck with me ever since. So then he kind of said that about, you know, Mike Kyoto and oh, if you go to the E, you know, and you, you do that, you're definitely not getting a job, you know, and all that <laughs> stuff like that. And I was just kind of like, <laughs> I mean, obviously if I ever were to get a tryout, I would do whatever the promoter or senior referee or whoever, you know, pays my paycheck, whatever they tell me to do is how I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Um, but as, until that day comes, you know, as an independent contractor, um, I, I think I'm just going to kind of do what I want to do. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, so, you know, and not only that, I mean, it kind of, it kind of pays homage to my Kyoto a little bit too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Because, uh, I mean, he is the only ref in WWE that does that. I do know that for a fact. I, I feel like, I'm not 100% sure, but I feel like there were refs that was doing that, you know, like during the Attitude Era. I feel like there was more refs than just Mike Kyoto. But I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. But I was trying to look up some different matches and, and different stuff. Tommy Young, he does the peace sign too, which kind of, you know, broke my heart. I, I always thought he did the horns. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing. So, you know, I like the horns. And one of the reasons I like the horns is because a lot of times when these refs hold up two, they'll hold up two on both hands and then scream two. But they're holding up four. That's confusing. You know, I mean, there is no four. You can't count to four. I mean, unless it's a count out outside or something like that. And no one, no one questions a, a four count, you know. King Kong Bundy gets a five count, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well there is that you know but uh, and, and Big E used to do that as well that was good true, stuff I, true, I think yeah. that's a really great gimmick by the way but uh, uh, yeah that was cool <laughs> but I I, uh, I ran into you this weekend we were up at Unsanctioned Pro um, you know what'd you think of the show man it was a it was a, a longer one it was a hotter one but man yeah. some of the matches were just so good what do you think <laughs> oh man yeah I mean like I, it's kind of like you guys say on the show every episode like it's kind of hard to top you know the the most previous show every time and a sanction pro finds a way to do it and they did it this past weekend it was a blast man i had so much fun and like not only just you know refereeing but also watching a lot of the matches like that scramble match was crazy it was so wild well uh, I, I i know you love max recon but we got to talk about him a little bit, okay? He, he, I mean, he was getting all kinds of heat from the crowd for all kinds Dude. of different things. 
And, uh, you know, and, and they didn't even, you know, hit, they didn't even hit him up for the thing that I was worried about. The thing that made me mad. So, uh, we got this match, this incredible match, by the way, between Casanova Valentine and Aria Azteca. They're out in the crowd for minutes at a time. There's no count out. That's fine. Whatever. No big deal. And, uh, they're hitting each other with chairs. They're doing all kinds of illegal things, quote unquote, and they get in the ring. And Aria Azteca starts using the ropes to choke uh, Casanova Valentine, and then Max starts counting. And I'm like, "What are you? What are you gonna disqualify him? I mean, what? What if he choked him outside the ring? Is that fine? I mean, I, I, I was a little, a uh, little irritated with them about that. And you know, the crowd had already kind of gotten me mad at Max Recon. So I mean, I mean, what? How do you explain this? It's, it's ridiculous. Well, um, I actually, to correct you, I had refereed that match, and it was you. I- it was me. It was me. I, I'll go ahead and take the heat. I don't care. <laughs> Did you do that? Did you do that, Sean? Now look, because so at the beginning of the night, at one point, I started counting, and I thought in my head, I said, it's no DQ, so why the hell am I counting? <laughs> and so, and then I don't know why I kept counting, except for there was at one, there was during one match, somebody told me to count. I don't think it was Ari. It might have been Ari and, and Casanova, but there was there was during a match somebody was like count. Like they looked at me like, "Are you going to count?" And so you know, a lot of times in those kind of situations, I'm just kind of like, "Okay, you know, unless unless I know for a fact what the rules are, you know what I'm saying." Um, <laughs> Derek has told us at uh, at Unsanctioned Pro that it's no DQ, no count out. So we let anything and everything go. Uh, okay. So obviously, there's no reason for us to be counting. Um, but it is what it is. <laughs> well, I feel like that Max did that at one point. No, Max did I, I know he did. Uh, yeah, Max did oh. too because I thought about it and I was like, oh, okay, well, Max is counting, you know, uh, rope breaks and stuff like that too. So yeah, <laughs> so, I was I was screaming at whoever was doing it, like, "What are you gonna do when you get to five? What are you right. gonna do? You know, nothing." So but now, yeah, uh, I, you know. I, had, I had Casanova and, and Ari, which that match was pretty fun though. But yeah. <laughs> Well, there, I guess the reason I remember that one so much because I think Arya Azteca counted along with you, I believe, and he was like looking <laughs> at you counting one to, you know, one to five, and he let go of four and then just right. stared you down. So <laughs> I apologize to Max Recon, uh, although he did do that as well, so I'm not wrong, but <laughs> I was just wrong about which match. But uh, man, that that was a hell of a show. Um, yeah, you know, was, it. Yeah. I loved it. I thought the, you know, my favorite match was the main event. I thought it was the best one, but. Uh, speaking of Casanova Valentine, I had never, I don't think I've ever seen him in a singles match before. And if I hadn't, uh, I hadn't seen him in something like that. And I was really impressed with his ring psychology, which is yeah. probably not something that he hears too often, I wouldn't think. You know, he's kind of a, a hardcore wrestler, and usually people don't talk about hardcore wrestlers with ring psychology. But my goodness, he was so good at it. Well, and you also have to think about the fact that he, popularized the um the no ring death match as far right. as the cards. So you I, I'm sure that there's a lot of psychology that goes into those kind of matches. I like I haven't been fortunate to ref one yet, but man, I, I really I almost got my chance um when the rejects <laughs> were trying to throw a, a no ring bar uh bar show, but uh it ended up getting canceled because Kentucky sucks. But <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> so but yeah I uh uh, I, I, that's what I'm assuming is that I'm sure there's a lot of psychology that goes into um, those no ring, you know, uh, bar fights. 
and uh, besides just swinging weapons and stuff, like I've seen, uh, I, I know I've seen Mance and Casanova's match, and they did some pretty wild stuff. But I mean, it was, it was some, you know, it was a straight up Manson match for the most part. You know what I'm saying? Some Memphis mm-hmm. uh, pro wrestling. You know what I'm saying? W- without a ring, and they were smashing, <laughs> you know, tubes and stuff on each other's heads. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Uh... I, it's interesting. I really, I think I've only watched one of those, and I think it was G. Raver versus Casanova Valentine. And uh, I don't know if it's my thing because you know I like to see. Oh, I, I'm more of a athletic wrestling type of dude. I like to see stuff like that. Sure. But man, that's why one of the reasons I was really impressed with the the you know Casanova versus Arias Tekka because they really worked a lot of that in, even though they were doing all the hardcore stuff and the, you know, the grudge match hatred type stuff where, yeah. you know, I don't even know what Ari Azteca's problem is. Now he's got beef. He's got legit beef because he got his hair all ripped out. But I mean, you know, before, <laughs> before that, I don't even know what he was mad about, but he was so pissed right. off. He, he Pearl Harbored him, you know? Yeah. So I know and, it. <laughs> unbelievable. But, uh, well, you know, was a, trying to get out of the match and, and then all of a sudden he was like, Nope, I guess I'm gonna beat his ass now. <laughs> yeah, and that hand injury that was real, man. So yeah, um, I, I, I just recently watched TOD like a week or two ago, and, and that was a real injury. <laughs> I saw it. they were trying to duct tape it the entire match uh, during, during his TOD uh, his tournament match. So yeah, it was crazy. No kidding. Well, uh, yeah, I mean it was a hell of a day because uh, I mean that show was. I don't know. It just seemed like it was a really long day that day for some reason. I guess it's because it was so hot and uh, and everything. And plus, it was just a fun, it was like action packed. There was so much stuff in the actual matches and the you know in the show itself, but so much that went on around it. And obviously, right, you can yeah. you can hear our review on the Road Home from Wrestling podcast. This is the previous episode here uh, b- before this one. But uh, but yeah, man. I you know I'm excited. It was epic. I fucking love that tailgating party. That was so much fun. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, shout out to Will and Christina. Absolutely. They are some some of the best people Delicious. in pro wrestling. They are amazing. So, uh, yeah. well, um, well, let's see here. So, you, uh, you know, you also got a lot of stuff going on down at IWA. It's been a while since I talked to you about it. Why don't you kind of update me on what's going on down there? Definitely, man. Um, so, uh, this past week, we had our egg-sucking dog days of summer show or – uh, I believe that's what it's called. Um, yeah, and so, uh, of course, the main event of that was Jason Kincaid versus Rich Swan. Uh, Rich Swan made his IWA debut, uh, and that was so much fun. Um, I actually, I, I Iron Man that match. I've been Iron Man in the last couple of weeks because we had a ref taken out by a Tombstone pile driver. So, <laughs> yeah, so. So the trials and tribulations of working at IWA. So these things just happen sometimes, I guess. They do, right? yeah. And uh, well, it's, it's a ref that you know. I believe you know Austin. So Yeah, uh, sure. You, Austin from driven, ETW, yeah. My God. Who who, who pile-drived him? Um, it was Raul, the head trainer at Grindhouse. Oh God, what a jerk. And what? he is uh, managed by that son of a bitch, but he's a bald dude, so I like that. That son of a bitch, Ben, right? Ben, facts, yeah. yeah. So, but now, um, yeah, Jason Kincaid and and, um, uh, Rich Swan was amazing. Um, And then also Aiden Blackheart had a match with Lucas Jacobs. That was wild. Um, It was a a barefoot toy box match. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it was. um, Aiden ended up uh, stapling a dollar to his foot. And then uh, stapled his lips shut. Oh my God! He did. Why? 
he is insane. I, I love Aiden Blackheart. You know that. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. He's like, he's probably one of the craziest people I've ever met in my life. And, uh, you know, but it's like, it's in a good way. And he's also really, really, really funny. And I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. I, yeah. I consider myself to be pretty funny as well. And like, you know, when I come across people like him, I just got to respect it because he's like, 10,000 times funnier than I could ever be. He, he's just naturally that way. It's awesome. But, uh, you know, I, it's been a long time since he had returned to IWA. I mean, he's been gone from there for quite a while. And I noticed there's kind of a lot of wrestlers kind of coming and going from IWA and some some folks returning. Let's, let's talk a little bit about this, uh, this show that was on Saturday I know you weren't there, but I'm sure you heard about it. The the Jason Saint, the one for Papa Saint. Yeah, um, you yeah. Know, did you, did you hear any? Did you hear anything about that uh, show and how that all went? Um, I heard that there was a three on three match that went pretty wild uh, between Aiden, Shane Mercer, and Alice Crawley, who is the uh, the 16 year old uh, female that's in TPI this year. Uh, you know, 16-year-old sensation or whatever she, I guess you can call it. Um, and she's awesome. Alice is so good. Um, and they went against, um, oh, shoot, who was it? I know Billy Starks was in the match. Yes. Uh, Did you already say Shane Mercer? Because I know he was in that match too. Well, no, it was, uh, Shane, and Aiden, it was Shane Aiden and Alice okay. against, um, crap. I know Billy was one, but I can't think of who else was in that match. Yeah. Uh, well, it was crazy, and Maybe I think it, no, was that, the, no, was that the one that went? That was the one that went to the time limit draw, I believe, or is that right. was that yeah, a different yeah, one? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think there was that one, but I know at one point, oh, uh, Raul was on Billy's team. I know that, oh. um, and somebody else because I know Ben attempted to dive and got speared. <laughs> Nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I saw that Billy Starks took the uh, moonsault and battery, right. uh, which, uh, <laughs> you know, I've talked about quite a bit, but uh, there's this uh, guy named Shane Mercer, who is probably the strongest person you'll ever see in pro wrestling. Um, <laughs> and he uh, he does this thing where he just kind of picks somebody up, scampers up the ropes and does a, a moonsault while holding them and slams them. And it is just one of the most insane things you'll ever see. And uh, Billy had posted online. She's like, oh, I thought I had him. You know, <laughs> it's like, oh, you weren't even close. So, <laughs> that was pretty awesome, man. I, yeah. I, uh, I don't think I love Shane Mercer. I don't think I trust him enough to uh, let him, you know, uh, grab me and just flip me in the air like that. I don't know. No, thank you. Backflips, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. That's what, you know, it's crazy. That's one of those finishing moves that I, or, or just moves, period, I've never seen anyone else do, ever. That's like his move, and I've never seen anybody copy it. I've never seen uh, it on listen, WWE TV. Speaking, well, I, I, I got one for you. Speaking okay. of, since we were talking about, you know, how everybody steals everything in pro wrestling. So, do you remember whenever Marco... Marco Stunt made his uh, GCW debut at Joey Janela's Spring Break or Welcome to New York or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that was the infamous, like the next day Cody Rhodes called him and all that stuff or whatever. Well, when he made his debut, he made it against a guy named Kyle the Beast who used to tag with Shane Mercer. He finished Marco with the Moonsault and Batter. Oh, that's heat, brother. So, so look, so I'm sitting here watching and I call Shane and I'm like, bro, did you see this? And he goes, no, 
He said somebody texted me though, and I was like, oh, okay. He said, he's like, it's cool. He's like, it's all good. It's cool. <laughs> and I, like he was just going, he was real chill about it because Shane's just that kind of guy. And uh, so, well, then um, fast forward to a couple months later, um, I was watching something. I don't remember what it was. It was either ROH or maybe it was All In or it was something. And uh, Bandolero, or not not Bandolero, but uh, uh, Bandito that has the, the triangle mask, you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Sure. He does the moonsault and battery off the top. Fuck. And it's so beautiful, dude. Oh, my God. It's so beautiful. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I watched him. Uh, Bandito was actually in the Best of the Super Juniors this year. Okay. And uh, I've been waiting, and, and I know I'm going to sound like some shitty wrestling fan for saying this, but I, I watched all, all of his matches in the tournament, and – I, I still don't get it. You know what I mean? I, I think I need to watch some more. I still don't really understand it. He like the, the, the thing that I was just kind of like, didn't quite get is that the finishing move he was using was this thing where he would run up behind someone who's leaning against the ropes in a very, like they're set up to do this kind of way. And yeah. then he kind of flips over top of them, uh, you know, springboards off the ropes backwards and then does a German suplex, which is a really cool move. But because it's his finisher, it's it's like the guy has to be standing in a very specific way for it to work. And so it just kind of I know that's kind of a tenant of Lucha. It seems to me a lot of those Lucha finishers are that way. Uh, mm. You know, the Paraguayo mm. finisher, the obviously six one nine. You know, a lot of those are kind of like that where a guy has to be in a certain position, which <clears> makes <throat> it really easy to spot when a finish is coming or a, fi- a false finish is coming, in True. my opinion. Yeah. But yeah. You know, I don't know. I need to watch some more Bandito because I, I just, in comparison to guys like Rocky Romero and and Will Ospreay in that uh, in that tournament, I just didn't. He didn't shine like I thought he was going to. However, that's a hard tournament. You know, those guys are wrestling every day, pretty True. much for an entire month, um, <laughs> main event style matches. So, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, when one of those guys mails it in and does like a comedy match, I never ever think, oh, what a he's mailing it in. I always think, man, that's what I'd be doing. Damn, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's, that's no, no shit. <laughs> but uh, well, what? Who are some of these uh, the newer guys that you're kind of excited about, or some folks that you've been able to see recently Dude. that are maybe new to you? You know? Uh, well, see, that's the thing. Right now at IWA. Like, I mean, I know Ian says this all the time, but like, he feel like I feel like this roster is just amazing. Like, I don't understand how Ian always puts together these really great rosters that are there every week, week in and week out, because, you know, like, and especially like the more that I travel and the more that I get out and I see these guys on a weekly basis and then I see them out and about too, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, <laughs> Ian's put together a really great group between. You know, guys like, um, you know, uh, Adam Slade and Giza and Tyler Matrix and Logan James. You know, Logan just recently got a spot at, uh, at Black Label Pro and has been killing it. Nice. So, you know, um, and then uh, there's there's a new guy that we've been using that is amazing. He's out of, uh, of Tennessee. Um, he feels very Will Ospreyish, And I really like his attitude. He's a good dude. Uh, his name is Blake Christian. And, uh, and dude is so good. Um, definitely remember that name because once he starts getting seen, he's going to, he's going to be all over the place. Like I guarantee it because, uh, anytime that I've ever seen him, he's been booked by PPW now and IWA. And every time that I see this kid have a match, dude just 
kills it. He's ridiculous and he's super athletic and does some really amazing stuff. Hand on the back of the boot and up the toe, you know, feel the toe, you know, check the pockets because there was a match I worked with, uh, with JC Rotten where he had scissors in his pocket. <laughs> Actually, I, I want to say, I want to say he had a lot more shit than just scissors. And I, and I remember the crowd started a chant, arts and crafts, arts and crafts, arts and, because there was all kinds of random shit. And it's like, I know there was a, there was a, a scissors and a stapler gun for sure. So, but uh, and it wasn't a uh, a no DQ match. It was a regular match, right? <laughs> and so I'm checking them up, and I'm like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> and then I find the staple gun. What is this? <laughs> you know, throw it out of the ring. Throw it out of the ring. Throw it out of the ring. So now I check the pockets too. <laughs> I got you. What was that JD Drake match? Was that versus uh, Rob Kiljoy? I don't know. It was early, early. It was a long time ago. Like it was when I first first started IWA. Yeah, I think so. that's the only that's the only time I've seen uh, JD Drake at IWA. But I mean, who knows? I, I was there well, that night, and they, I know they he's came match. back. He's came back recently against Larry okay. D. So, no kidding, but man, a little while ago. I like to see that. It was a couple months ago. I feel like maybe two, three months ago. So, but uh, but now, um, but yeah, it, it, I don't know. It, that feels familiar. I don't know. I don't remember. Hmm. <laughs> well, uh, one more thing we got to talk about before we kind of close up shop here is what is going on with Aaron Williams? He's like kicking people's wives in the head. He's like oh, he's God. beating up security guards <laughs> up north. I mean, what is this guy's problem? You know, I Dude. I talk to him on a pretty uh, frequent basis, and he's usually pretty nice to me, but he's killing all these other people. What the hell? Uh, all I have to say is I'm glad that he hasn't taken his aggression out on me yet <laughs> because he'll give me that look in the ring like he might, but then he'll just kind of like, you know, go on about his way. Um, but yeah, man, when he, when he kicked Paige, dude, that was crazy. That was so nuts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, him and Paige have been jawing back and forth like weeks leading up to, uh, and, and there was some, some pretty, Pretty heated things that was said. I'll just put it that way, including stuff about um, Aaron's uh, relationships, uh, if you know what I mean. Um, I do.
There he is, Sean P. How you doing, buddy? Finally, we got it working. All right, cool. <laughs> What's going on, man? I, uh, I've been pretty good. Just, just been busy as hell. Um, keeping myself busy, you know, but. <laughs> What's well, up with you, bro? I'm, you know, I'm not as busy as you are, but, uh, you know, I'm just doing my thing. You know that. And now, just to inform people a little bit, I never really asked this question, but I guess I should ask it more. Um, what, how do we know each other? What's, what's our history? Um, I met you at IWA Mid-South. Um, I'm pretty sure you just popped up at an IWA show. And, uh, and then somehow, someway, I learned that you had a podcast. I guess probably becoming friends on Facebook or something. I'm really not sure. And then, um, <clears throat> and then from there, of course, um, at my shoot job, I work night shift. I'm actually uh, getting ready for work here in a few hours. But uh, it's the worst. <laughs> um, but I... Uh, um, I listen to a lot of podcasts, man, because I, I pretty much just push a button all night and uh, and it's really not exciting. So uh, in doing so, you know, I listen to a bunch of uh, wrestling podcasts. I listen to Joe Rogan and stuff like that, too. Um, and, you know, just because um, a lot of those podcasts are like wrestling seminars, you know, what I'm saying, especially like Stone Cold Steve Austin and X-Pac and, you know, like Chris Jericho and like those podcasts. So, um, so yeah, so I, I started listening to your podcast and just kind of got caught up. Um, I guess listening to, to some of the rock star episodes because that was pretty much all you had whenever you started coming to IWA, mm-hmm. and then uh, and yeah, so I mean, and I've just been listening ever since. I'm a fan of your show, I'm a fan of your work and stuff. And then I mean, you're a good dude, so you know we talk often and all that stuff. So, but yeah, I mean, pretty much like it started at IWA, and then I guess it just kind of snowballed into <laughs> you being in other places where I work at, and. Uh, and now we just see and talk all the time. So <laughs> Yeah, you know, we used to give you shit too about like rope breaks or you know, like Oh yeah, yeah, foot on the ropes. Uh the, the foot on the ropes used to be the Sean O'Brien special. I remember that on the podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, because I, I remember, you know, we, we were giving you shit about the foot on the ropes and you didn't catch it, and then the next week you caught it and we were like, Hallelujah, you know. So I think right. that that's when we we caught your name and we started mentioning you on the show. Which, you know, no, hold on, time out, time out. Funny story about that. Okay. Um, uh, just a little side note. There was a match where uh, Matt Kenway had his foot on the ropes and completely accidental, but I completely tackled him to get him off the ropes. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, man, the, you know, you, you're the one who taught me when you touch in those ropes, you're out of the ring, right? You're technically right. out of the ring. So, yeah. I mean, this shit's got to happen if, in nothing- the ring. Even if it's no DQ. That's right. You know? <laughs> uh, so <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I've often come to you for uh, questions about uh, rules and whatnot, and I always appreciate the input. Um, now, let's run down a list of where you've worked in 2018, okay? Um, okay. You know, I know obviously it's weekly and sometimes twice a week at IWA Mid-South. Um, you also yeah. are working – you worked at Blackcraft, which we want to hear about that. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. You're doing the Grindhouse thing and Paradigm, and, and I mean, who else have you worked for this year? Uh, well, actually, it's funny because um, earlier this week, just because I hadn't made a list like in, in, at all, or I don't like, like I, I'm really bad about like keeping a journal or just keeping track of my life, I guess. <laughs> and so, <laughs> like, 
like, and, and I kind of like here recently, I've kind of like talked to some people and like people who write down like everything as far as, you know, who, uh, what match they've worked, you know, the first, like all this stuff. And I'm like, man, like I, re- I, I kind of, re- I wish, I, I wish I would at least kept, kept a number of how many matches I've worked at this point, but like, I, I'm really kind of bad about that. So, um, the other day I, I just kind of compiled a list of all the companies that I work for, like actively at the moment. And right now I work for 11 different companies. So, which is kind of cool, but, uh, wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, I work for, um, IWA grindhouse, um, paradigm. Um, I just started working for a new company that's at the arena called EWE, uh, which uses a lot of grindhouse guys. Um, and then they also just recently started you, uh, space monkey was in town. This yeah. weekend with them. It's my guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I love space monkey. Uh, and Ethan page, uh, it was actually, actually Ethan page against Shane Mercer, um, wow. at EWE this past weekend. So, but yeah, I, I just started working for them. Um, let's see who else. Uh, oh, and then Girl Fight, of course, in the area. Of course. Um, and then um, out out of town, I work for Black Craft, Black Label. Um, I work. I, I just started working for Glory Pro Wrestling. Oh yeah. Um, uh, I work for uh, Unsanctioned Pro. Just started working for them. Um, I just did a show with Resistance Pro, and they invited me back for the next one. So I'll probably be working for them now. Um, and, um, VOW. And then of course, did I say black craft? Yeah. You did. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot. I, I stay busy, man. I, I, forgot I keep myself busy. Well, I forgot you'd gone out to that VOW shit. Holy crap, man. That is, uh, oh, man. yeah. VOW dude. Like, and what's crazy about VOW is like, before I got involved with IWA and stuff, like, I mean, I just, I, I'm not going to like say that I hated on deathmatch wrestling or anything like that, but I just really didn't see what the point was. I freaking love it now, man. It's, it's an art form. Um, like, you know, just like wrestling isn't like, just like wrestling is, but like, there's like, uh, it's just something, there's something about it when you have guys like the deathmatch wrestlers we have right now, like Marcus Crane and, you know, like, um, Eric Ryan, um, Slack, like, you know what I'm saying? Like Nick Gage, of course, like all these guys that are still out here killing it. John Wayne Murdoch, that's my boy and Reed Bentley, of course, shout out to them. Love the rejects. Um, but, uh, you know, like the, there's just so many different styles of wrestling within deathmatch wrestling. And they're doing some awesome, awesome things, man. Like, so, yeah, VLW, it's it's a blast to work at. That Lord of Anarchy tournament that I worked at was crazy. Dale Patrick's ended up winning that one. <laughs> well, so, you know, that's one thing that you can say that not every referee can say. And that is that you um, – You've worked just about every style of match there is, including things like electrified ropes are made of light tubes matches and things yeah. like that, right? Yeah. What is uh, electrified light bulbs um, and electrified light tubes? That was one of the matches that uh, I want to say it was either King or Prince of the Death matches past year, <laughs> which is yeah, just man. insane, you know. And like, but you know, you also ref the first night of the TPI, you know, as some of these yeah. really high level like. Um, you know, uh, things like that, you know, I, you know, it's, you've kind of done all that stuff, which is, I think is, is says a lot about how far you've come as a referee just over the past couple of years. I mean, you've gone, you've, you, the the amount of experience you gain in the past couple of years is pretty tremendous. It's it's quite a bit, right? And that's the crazy thing about it is that I've, I've really only been doing, I guess, like, like taking the independent wrestling seen seriously and doing that as far as like wanting to take being a referee seriously 
for maybe the last two years. Because before that, you know, I worked for a company for like two years, two or three years, but I didn't get outside of that. And I really didn't know anything outside of that. Um, and then when I took a break and came back, it, it took me like seeing what was going on in other companies and seeing what some of my friends were doing that I had met in this first company that, you know, that I worked for for a little while that I was like, holy crap, man, like what is going on in indie wrestling? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, so whenever I came back and, you know, I, I was, I got the invite to IWA Mid-South and then everything just kind of steamrolled from there. Like I've, it's, it's just been crazy the last two and a half or the last two, it's really only been about two years, man. Mm-hmm. So. Well, you know, another thing too, that maybe is never discussed. All right. And me and you have had really in-depth conversations about very fine tuned particulars that no one cares about except you know, people like me and you in pro wrestling, but something yeah. that is not really talked about that I think is very interesting. I think other people will be interested in is too, is that why are you successful as a ref? And, and my, my answer to that, and you can, you know, I mean, I'll give you a chance to give your own answer, obviously, but I think, you know, everyone I talk to who knows you says, you know, Sean's a good brother. Sean, I trust Sean is what they're saying, you know? And I yeah. think that that's really, really important. How much does trust, and your relationship with the wrestlers, how much does that kind of play into you getting work or you maybe, uh, you know, refing a high profile match and, and they're not worried about you? Does that mean, yeah. you know, you see what I'm asking? Uh, no, yeah. Yeah, no, I completely understand. It's everything. It, it really is. Because at the end of the day, um, the way that I look at it, man, like I'm here for the boys. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm here to take care of the boys in the ring. I'm, I'm here to make sure that they're safe. I'm here to make sure that the match um, goes off. Like I'm, I mean, I'm really am the third man in the ring, you know what I'm saying? So, um, like it, it really is a lot as far as to be able to communicate, um, and you know, all that stuff behind the curtain, you know what I mean? But like, um, I like it, it, it it's a lot. And at the same time, one thing that I learned when I was doing music, man, is, is, uh, one of the big key things is networking and who, you know, um, and so, and, and, you know, just like you were talking about getting bookings and stuff like that, it's, it's really done a lot, um, as far as helped with that too, uh, because, you know, I can go certain places and guys will be like, oh yeah, I have to have Sean. Actually, here's a little funny story, um, behind the curtain or whatever. Um, it, it, and it has to do with one of your dating guys. Um, so, uh, we were at black label pro and, um, and, you know, Marco's my boy. It's, it's my little brother. I hope he gets he gets well soon. I love Marco. Um, but I um, Marco really wanted me to ref him and Hornswoggle. And, and I was like, you know, OK, cool, you know, whatever. And he was going to try and work it out and stuff. But I was already assigned to, to Zachary Wentz's match. And uh, and Zach had already told me from jump. He said he was like, hey, bro, I think we're going to do that chokehold spot that we did uh, at, at Paradigm Pro. And, uh, and I was just kind of like, oh, okay, cool. You know, I'm down, you know, whatever. That's, that'd, be, that'd be dope. And, uh, <laughs> and so, because uh, only because I knew the reaction that got a paradigm, you know what I mean? So, like, I was like, of course, this is going to be really cool. And so, and then Marco was trying to work it out. And the only way that it would have worked is if I would have uh, got taken off his ex match and got put on the Marco's match. And, like, it was funny because there was a moment down in the locker room and Marco said something about it. He was like, oh, yeah, I got to make sure I got to try and get you. And he goes, uh, or Zach goes, uh-uh, no. He's like, I got Sean. <laughs> you know, and that was like, I mean, like, not to toot my horn, because I'm, you know, I try to be as humble as possible, but that was just really cool. Like, you know, I felt kind of special about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so. 
that the things that's really neat about what you were just saying there is that like a guy like Zachary Wentz, for example, he has spots oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. yeah. where he is all over the ring. I mean, and he moves very quickly. So a guy like yourself, you're familiar with his spots and you know how to get the hell out of the way. Cause a big part of being a ref <laughs> is making yeah. sure that you get out of the way. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and Zach is definitely crazy all over the ring. Yeah. Like he said, <laughs> well, and then, you know, uh, something like Hornswoggle versus, uh, versus, um, you know, Marco stunts, you know, that's, that has probably a little less of that, but at the same time, you may have been involved. Actually. Hey, have you seen that match? No. Hold on. Have you seen that match? Uh-uh. Dude, they went all over the arena. Marco hit a moonsault off of the bleachers on the Hornswoggle. That match was crazy. So, like, uh, like I, I know what you were thinking. Like, there was a little comedy, but then they went wild. Like, <laughs> my, uh, we recently went up to this place called Remix Pro, and we saw Hornswoggle versus Jock Sampson, and it was amazing. It was one of the best right. matches I've seen at that place, and they have tremendous stuff. I mean, Hornswoggle right now, if you see him, get a chance to see him on the indies, you want to see him, and he will wrestle. He's right. not just there to screw around. He's there. Right. To- yeah, he, he does some stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, and, for sure. His comic timing yeah. is tremendous, too, even within all that. So, uh, yeah. but, uh, yeah. but anyway. Yeah, plug, well, you can check out that match on powerbomb.tv. Okay. okay. <laughs> there you go. Uh, use promo code Sean P or something. So, or I no, don't I, I don't have a promo code. I should, I should have one because I'm all over Powerbomb, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of these days. Well, you do have T-shirts, though. You got the Referee Man Bun T-shirts still, right? I, I do have Re- Referee Man Bun T-shirts. Uh, that's another plug. You can grab them from me anytime you see me because I always have them. So so tell me, you just got back from New York and you went to Black La- – or uh, excuse me, there's so many Black – this and black that uh black craft right which is a new promotion yeah. so tell us a little bit about that so yeah man I, I went to buffalo new york this past weekend for black craft wrestling um and the thing about it that was really cool was it was actually a music festival um that had a um a, that had black craft on the show um and so um which is kind of similar to what like i've seen other festivals do like there's a festival here in louisville um, called Louder Than Life Festival, and they've brought like NXT for the festival and stuff. So, I and, and Black Craft kind of had done that with this music festival. Um, it was actually Andy Williams from Every Time I Die. It was, um, it was Every Time I Die's big annual Christmas festival and stuff. And, uh, and yeah, man, there was 3,000 people there. Um, and I mean, the matches were fire, of course, because Black Craft's roster is amazing. Um, Let's see, Johnny Blackcraft versus, which is John Morrison or John <laughs> Nitro, Johnny, whatever you want to call him, uh, uh, against Killer Cross, um, which that was nuts. <laughs> um, um, let's see, what else was there on there? I refereed um, uh, James Storm against Matthew Justice. Uh, well, okay, let's talk about Matthew Justice a little bit, okay? Is <laughs> Dude, there, yeah. I mean, is there a guy on the indies that's better than him at wrestling? Because I don't think there is. I mean, this dude, he, he his style is like ECW mixed with WWE. I mean, yeah. but it's, but on, I mean, I just love him. When you see him, you know, oh, yeah. whoever he's with doesn't matter. It's going to be a tremendous match. Tell me about reffing one of his matches. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, man, he's really good. He's really, really good. Um, and he does some wild things in the ring. But what's crazy is that he doesn't do anything too wild. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like he does flips or anything like I mean, he like 
not that I can remember, like he he may have hit a moonsault or something, but like I don't think I've ever even seen him do that. You know, like, um, but yeah, man, he's good. He's really good. Um, first match that I worked with him and was actually at the first Black Craft show, and um, in that latter match that was nuts, um, and uh, <laughs> and it was kind of funny. Funny story. It was a ladder match, all craziness, all over the place, whatever. At the end of it, he, uh, you know, grabbed the chalice and pulled it off the thing. And, and, uh, and like, I don't know what happened. I guess heat of the moment, he grabbed the, the plastic box that the chalice was in and, like, hit it against his head. And it sliced him open so bad. And he just had blood dripping <laughs> the end of the match. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, so. it's funny. He's, he's an AIW guy. And there was, yeah. like, a period around the JLIT tournament over the summer where he was in like five matches in just a couple weeks and he got blood in every single one on accident. And it's just Man. like, if you know, he's in there. And I mean, I've never seen him bleed live, but I just like, know that's something that he's known for up there, even though it's not on purpose. It just happened. Right. Um, well, that just tells you how, like, you know, how hard he goes, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. cause he, he really goes hard. Like him and James storm was a workhorse kind of match. You know what I'm saying? Like they just worked. Like it was, yeah, it was some good stuff. Well, that's why I'm interested in him because he doesn't fit the mold of your typical like flippy do guy. You know, I mean, no, he's, you, he's definitely not like indie. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, like, that's what I mean. Yeah. You know, he looks like yeah. a guy that you would see on a WWE show or something like that. And yeah. just the way that he wrestles is that same style, but it fits in. And and you know, Aaron Williams told me once he said the best wrestling is when you take some of my stuff, you mix it with some of your stuff, and we make something different together. You know, A plus yeah. B equals C. And, like, he's really good at that. Like, you know, just taking oh, yeah. some of his stuff and mixing it together, and then you get this great match. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, oh, now, yeah. uh, so you've been up to Black Label Pro, which is where originally the man bun, referee man bun name came from. Can you tell that story real quick? No. No, 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 no. no okay. Hold on. Actually, it, it was before that. No, it, here, here's where the referee man bun uh, uh, originated from. It was uh, my first TPI mm. um, in 2017. Um, I had refereed um, uh, uh, Space Monkey against Nate Webb. I was there. And, I was at that show. Sure. And and when I took, I know you. I know. I'm I'm just letting the people know. You know. <laughs> um, Space Monkey against Nate Webb, and uh, and and Space Monkey had gave me an arm drag off the top, and and after that had happened. Um, if you watch the, if you watch the show back, uh, Jason Saint made a hilarious call that I, it popped me hard. Um, whenever I was, you know, watching it back, of course, he said, um, he, he said something about a space, a monkey from space, just arm dragged a referee with a man bun. He was like, (laughs) what is like, it was, it was just hilarious. And that was like the first, I mean, like people had called me man bun and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? But like, that was where referee man bun was like. That was funny. You know what I mean? Like, that was a good one. All right. So, and then, um, like, I don't know. I just kind of started catching on, I guess. And I hashtagged it a couple times, you know, just playing around. And it just kind of caught on. And people was like, hey, you need a referee man bun shirt. And so that's why I ended up getting a shirt. And, uh, but, yeah, man, it just kind of, I don't know. It it just kind of, (laughs) like, became a a monster of his own, I I guess. Like, (laughs) like sometimes I'm like. Sometimes, sometimes I feel like people people know me as Man Bun instead of Sean. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so that's kind of weird. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's pro wrestling, like you said. A spe- you know, a monkey from space arm dragged a dude with a Man Bun. 
I mean, if somebody's calling you man bun, that's not the weirdest thing that could happen, you know? No, I mean, and you know, like there's people who get called weirder in pro wrestling. You know, I'm sure <laughs> most people Certainly. most people don't call Space Monkey by his real name. You know, like mm-hmm. so. Hey, yeah. Space Monkey. You know, so. <laughs> I love it so much, man. He's the best. Now, okay, so um, tell me a little bit about Grindhouse. What, um, you know, because this is a a training school, um, you know, run out of the arena, which, oh, I see it. Okay, awesome. And uh, well, this is is one of the t shirts you can grab at Grindhouse. Uh, Shout out to ZDP. It says ZDP sucks. You know, now it's run um, by Rudy Switchblade and and is it Too Tough too Tony? Tony. Uh huh. Yep. And uh, there's a ton of students in like okay, so Grindhouse started maybe about a year ago, year and a half ago, something like that. Is that about right? Like it, yeah. And yep. and I I saw it. It looked like something that was going on, but just recently it seems like, and I could be wrong, um, that they are kind of on the come up a little bit. You know, some of the students that yeah. have come out of there are starting to get booked other places, and not only that, but their production value seems to have gone up and the arena is decked out in Grindhouse Pro stuff. Tell me about Grindhouse and what your involvement's been there. Uh, well, um, I've been on with Grindhouse now for, I'd say, close to about six months, maybe. Uh, it might have been a little bit less than that. But yeah, I've been with them for a little while now. Um, and it's such a blast working there. Um, those kids really, really want it. And I think that that has a lot to do with it more than anything. Um, like, you know, like a lot of the kids that work there work really hard and, um, um, they, um, uh, and then also, you know, between two tough Tony and Rudy, they care. Um, they've, you know, they're, they're pretty seasoned. They've been around, you know what I'm saying? Um, Rudy, <laughs> Rudy was at OVW. He's been on SmackDown a few times, you know, um, uh, and he was close to getting a contract at one point, um, which I mean, you know how pro wrestling works, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I mean, some of the greatest people in pro wrestling have been close to getting a contract or have had a contract and are never going to get one again, you know. So, <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, man. And I'm not saying that about Rudy. I mean, <laughs> it just it just goes for anybody. I mean, Teddy King is one. Of, I mean, not, uh, Teddy Hart is one of the best mm-hmm. in the world right now, and and I mean he. He's not going to get a contract with WWE anytime no, soon. No, he's think. not. And uh, I think that uh, the whole roster of WWE would put in their uh, – I'm not working with him <laughs> the second that he got signed because they don't want to get killed. But uh, that's uh, a whole yeah. other subject. Uh, yeah, right. Um, so, but yeah, man. Um, and then, of course, Tony and, and Rudy, um, you know, they, they care. Um, and that's why the production has stepped up. Um, and, and going back to the kids, like they, they really care and they really want it as far as – um, that's why their houses have gotten up and that's why there's so many more people. Cause these kids go out and they, you know, they grind outside of the ring, you know what I'm saying? As far as moving tickets and stuff. And, uh, so it's, it's been a real fun experience, man. And plus not only that, I, uh, I've never really been much of a teacher. Like, I mean, you, you know me, I, I did music and stuff for a while. I, I went to performing arts school. I'm classically trained, all that good stuff. And, um, but I've just it, like, when I went, when it came time to go to college and stuff, um, you know, I was getting a couple of scholarship offers for music and this and that. And I was just like, what am I going to do with a music degree besides teach? And I just didn't, it just didn't interest me to teach. Like I, I wanted to be, you know, on stage singing and, and doing stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm a performer, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, when it, when it came to pro wrestling, it was kind of the same concept. And, uh, and I was just like, I mean, I, I'm just a ref. So I, I mean, I, I don't have a whole lot to teach, but I do at the same time because I work with a lot of the best in the world. And, um, and so 
and of course I hear things, I pick up things, you know, all that good stuff. And so being able to work with these kids and, and teach them some things and, and tell them some stories of, Hey, you know, when I worked with so when I worked with Eddie Kingston and, you know, and, and we, uh, there, there was something that recently happened with, uh, with Billy Starks, um, that, um, that, uh, um, see, I'm trying to think, Hey, got her mom a little worked up. We'll just put it that way. And, <laughs> That's not and, good. That, by the way, that is that's uh, you don't want to get bro, worked up, man. Bro, like Mouse is all right. He ain't you know he's he's weak. Her? <laughs> no, uh, she wears the pants in the family. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Mouse is gonna love that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, man, I got her a little worked up, and uh, and and it was kind of cool to be able to go down and tell the kids like, hey, man, I, there was one time that. Uh, that we did. <laughs> there she is. <laughs> uh, it was kind of cool to be able to go down and tell the kids, like, "Hey, you know, we did the same exact thing with Eddie Kingston at, at, a, at a show somewhere where we were able to work the promoter and this and that." You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. like, like it, I mean, it's just kind of cool to be able to, I guess, teach through the stories that uh, that I, the different stories that I have, and, and to tell the kids, that, you know, that hey, man, like, uh, and plus not only that, but they they see what I'm doing and they see how hot independent wrestling is or just wrestling in general is at the moment. And uh, yeah, yeah. She chopped me. She did. Yeah. She gave me a nice chop. She was mad. She ran to the back and uh, I was like, ow, <laughs> Jesus. Like, yeah. So, there's a, um, well, there's, yeah, a, like, there's a video out there somewhere of you being chopped by Shane Mercer at like a Denny's or something <laughs> like that too. So, yeah. you know, yeah, man, I was, I, I was, I was a little broke that night and, um, <laughs> And I, I asked Shane if I could, you know, get a five spot. And, uh, and I mean, he was like, yeah, sure. And I ate, you know, whatever we ate and then we're going to, to pay. And he was like, Hey man, he's like, uh, don't worry about paying me back. If you'll let me chop you right here. <laughs> like right now. <laughs> yeah. So, and sure enough, that video is what happened. So. Hey man, you know, pro wrestling shenanigans that happen. It can happen anywhere, you know? Uh, but that is very interesting. You mentioned that now, um, at the Ted Pitty Invitational, um, just recently, the 2018 on night one, there was a match between Anthony Henry and um, Eddie Kingston, and yeah. Ed- Eddie Kingston was doing the "I hurt my leg for real" sell, and um, he is a fucking master, and like uh, everybody Eddie- in the whole place is convinced. I see Ian, Ian looks concerned, and I'm like. Man, this guy is yeah, out of control. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, Eddie's Eddie's the man. He's probably like legit top five, like one of my favorite wrestlers at the moment. Like just because he's so good, and I mean, and I kind of connect with this character a little bit. But uh, but Eddie is is the man. Like he's he's awesome. Yeah, I, I like working with Eddie Kingston quite a bit, just because you know, like you said, he's he's able to work, man, and like, and I mean, he he hits hard. Like he's you know strong style personified. Um, but at the same time, like he's, he's a great worker. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. And like, you know, I, I had always seen him, you know, here and there and stuff, but I mean, my eyes really got open that night, you know, to like his ability to, to, like you say, work. And I don't mean go in there and run the ropes and jump over dudes and do a leapfrog. I mean, like make everybody believe what's going on in the ring and like, or, you know, out of the ring or wherever he is. And I yeah. saw him in the parking lot the next night, limping. I mean, and he was ha- <laughs> he was hanging out with fans, like drinking beers and stuff Bro. in the parking lot. 
And he's just bro. Went, you remember whatever he uh, he sold uh, he sold Zodi's heart punch to an entire tournament. I remember, yes. <laughs> like that was awesome. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, yeah. was, that was a TPI last year, and then yeah. like, and then yeah. uh, Aaron Williams power bombed him on the floor. That's the spot that I was talking about. That's the spot I was talking about that I was able to talk to the kids about. You know what I'm saying? Whenever because Ian came running over and all yes. that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we yeah. we were yeah. all worked. Um, in fact, so much so. That like people around me were like, why is the babyface champion, you know, doing this ridiculous stuff? And, you know, because they were all like, this doesn't make any sense for Aaron Williams character, you know, because he's a nice guy and he doesn't powerbomb dudes on the floor necessarily, you know. And uh, it, it was yeah. it was because yeah. what he had done is he. TPI, though. Well, but when it's TPI. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and, and the, way, the way Aaron was acting at the time, too, he was like angry that Eddie wouldn't get up and he was like kicking him. Yeah, and it's yeah. kind of like, you know what I mean? It was just kind of yeah, a different yeah. thing. But at the same time, you know, within a tournament, especially there's a lot of stories to be told. And I know that like at IWA, a lot of times Ian will talk about, he wants some finishes. He knows what the finishes are. And he, and when it's a high level guy like Eddie Kingston, he just lets him do whatever he needs to do to get to that finish. And, right. you know, in, in that match with Anthony Henry, they did a knockout finish um and uh anthony henry oh, i thought he i thought he was dead you know i was like my god i'm pretty sure it was so realistic like his, we thought his, like his wrong. ankles and everything locked up like he would legit like get knocked oh my god yeah dude that finish was amazing it's yeah. tremendous well you know so <laughs> you've had i mean we could sit here and yip yap about those kinds of things all night you know um but like what's what's in the next year for you i mean there's a million different places out there you already work for most of them however there's new ones like for example you just got on an unsanctioned pro and uh right. they you you missed their first show their first show was like you know a six and a half out of ten right there well, and and here's the thing about their first show is that i actually learned about unsanctioned pro through the road home from wrestling ah, there you go so, hey. yeah like you know cheap plug <laughs> um but yeah, I, uh, I I learned about you know unsanctioned because you all did an episode about them, mm-hmm. and when I listened to the episode, and I was like, damn, I know everybody on that card, you know what I mean? And I and so, and like you were just listing off matches and and how awesome the show was and stuff, and I was like, okay, cool, like I, I gotta check that out, and um and then I think some posts had started coming out of something like from that show, and I was like, oh word, okay, that's legit, like mm-hmm. that, that looks like a cool little spot. So and then um uh. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure what you were going to ask how I, how I ended up getting involved with them. Well, um, I was just going to mention that second show that you were at, and just yeah. that that one was an 11 out of 10. Like how the fuck? Dude, I mean, like it was insane, right? It's still one of my favorite like full shows that I've ever been on. Like from Matt, like you know, beginning to end. Like that match was amazing. So shut up, Mouse. You ain't doing anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he gets me worked up and stuff, and then I, I, I you know. Like, but no, um, I, uh, um, the, the, yeah, that, that show was incredible. Um, but the, the way that I got on with them, shout out to Max Recon, uh, one of my, you know, favorite guys out there. I love Max Recon. Um, <clears throat> I guess, uh, somehow, some way the, the promoter, uh, shout out to Derek also love Derek. He's an awesome dude. Um, had, you know, put the beacon out to Max saying he was looking for another ref. And uh, Max had hit me up because we had been trying to hit the road together um, more. We had done it maybe twice and uh, this past year, um, and it was the same weekend. Like we we went somewhere Friday and Saturday together. So and that was an awesome experience. And so we, me and Max, was like, dude, we got to do this more. 
And um, so, of course, he hit me about he, he hit me up about unsanctioned. And I had already knew, you know, something, you know, a little bit about them because of you guys and stuff. And so mm-hmm. I was like, absolutely. So and uh, and that show was God, man, like I like I, I can't. I, I can't put over enough how awesome that show was. Like I still watch it back because I just got it recently from Derek, and uh, and I love watching that show back. The the lucha match that I refereed um, between uh, what was it Super Dragon, Gringo Loco, Trey Lamar, and uh, Bandolero. Bandolero. Uh, Bandolero, bro. Jesus, that guy, man. That that whole match though was crazy. Um, <laughs> But yeah, man, unsanctioned play was a blast. And just to, just to correct you, it wasn't Super Dragon, thank God. It was Golden Dragon. It was, so. Oh, Golden Dragon. Yeah, okay, sorry. Yeah, Super, yeah, yeah. Dra- Super yeah. Dragon would have Super hit everyone Dragon. with chairs and everything. So. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, completely different uh, dude. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, but, yeah, I mean, that, that night, you know, one of these things that's amazing about pro wrestling, right, is, and it doesn't happen at every show, you know, but, but great shows, really good shows, they give you this kind of feeling, you know, and I, I can't, I don't know how else to describe it. All right. It's kind of like a drug experience. All right. And I don't yeah. want to like tell school, you know, tales out of school or anything, but like, you know, you're looking around and you see everybody's face and you look at them and you don't have to say, oh, are you having a good time? Do you like this? You see it, oh, yeah. you lock eyes with them. They're having the same feeling you are and you know, the shit is good, you know? And it's like, yeah. and that's, that's kind of the experience that, you have it really great shows. And that, oh, that yeah. show was, yeah. I mean, I was hugging strangers, you know, I mean, it was amazing. <laughs> I loved it. Loved it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else is on it. Myron Reed and Kobe Durst was yeah. another match that I knew going into it. I was like, man, I hope I have that one. And Max ended up having it. And I was like, bro, you're going to have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I know Kobe from black label mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and me and Kobe are pretty good, pretty good friends from black label. And, um, and so, uh, and of course, you know, Myron is, is little bro. Um, you know, he's from the area and stuff. So, um, so I, I knew that match was just going to be crazy. <laughs> well, it was a hell yeah, of a was. night and, you know, I can't wait yeah. to see, you know, what happens next. The next show is on January 5th and you're on that one too, yeah. right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I'll be there for sure. Um, yeah, that show is going to be a blast, man. It's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. Well, I really can't. Let's talk. Because the names that he keeps on. He keeps announcing names, and I'm just like, really? Yeah. <laughs> and that guy? <laughs> like, it's it's an interesting deal because it's like a deathmatch promotion without, but with, you know, it's kind of like IWA a little bit where it's got all these deathmatch guys, but yeah. it's also got, you know, the workers, you know, the flippy-do guys, and it's got a, just a big variety. And, 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 they'll, and they'll, they'll put in that weird pairing where they'll book mm-hmm. the deathmatch guys against the, you know, not-so-deathmatch guys, you know what I mean, and stuff, yeah. so... I love it, and uh, you know I can't wait to see their next uh, show. Obviously, I'll be yeah. there. You know, I'll see you there and everything. Um, but let's talk a little bit about a guy that you know very, very well, who is finally everyone's learning who he is. And I mean, me and you have known who he is for a Whoa. long time. Let's oh let's God. talk about Mance Warner and talk about you know what's going on with him and and what how yeah. proud are you of this guy? And let's talk about how hard he's worked. And you've seen it all. Oh yeah, I've I've seen it, you know, pretty much from the inception, you know, like uh um it's I mean, I'm super proud of, uh, of my guy. Um I actually hit him up uh the day it might have been a couple of days after Cage of Death and I was like, "Bro, so because we had actually had a conversation and I and I think I said something to him about I was like, 
I maybe had asked him, like, do you think they're going to put it on you or something? And, and I mean, he really wasn't even sure. I mean, you know, nobody knows a week out, you know, I, I know how wrestling goes. <laughs> and so, uh, so, uh, like Ian doesn't even pick the TPI winner. So literally day of sometimes, you know what I mean? Um, so <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah, like, so, um, so I, I knew how that kind of went and I was just kind of like, man, like that would be crazy. Like that would be just so cool. And, uh, and of course it happened. And I was just like, that's, I got, yeah, I love it, man. Man is, is killing it right now. Um, uh, and I'm, I'm glad to finally see it because I mean, like you said, we've been seeing it for a while. So, um, Mance is actually one of those guys that, uh, um, whenever anybody ever asked, I mean, you know, whatever, like most, you know, most people in wrestling don't ever ask me this question, but I've had people like outside of wrestling ask me like, Oh, who's your favorite wrestler or whatever. I tell everybody it's Mance Warner. It don't matter what company like WWE, you know, new Japan impact, anything Mance Warner is the man. Like, and I I really can't wait to see where this is going to take him or what else he can do just because like, like you, you think like, I don't know. Like, the ceiling is, is so wide open for Mance. And, I, like, I don't know if I could ever see him in an NXT. But wouldn't that be so crazy, though? <laughs> it would be oh awesome. And, you know, <laughs> I he's one of these guys that I bet you could do it. And, like, you wouldn't think. No, it'll work. Yeah. It, it'll work. I mean. For but, sure. But, I just, I don't, like, I, man, like, and, yeah. yeah. It's just, <laughs> he, he's, okay. So, you know, I've always called, uh, you know, Mance Warner babyface Ric Flair. Because, like, his thing is he sells, you know? He doesn't yeah. have a ton of offense. And, like, he's so perfect for the indies, all right? Just like a guy like Matthew Justice. Right, he, that's he, what I was just about to say, yeah. Or a guy like Gringo Loco, who I've often, you know, talked quite a bit about how part of his job is to facilitate the cool shit that other people do. Exactly. And Mance is so good at that. He's so unselfish as a performer that sometimes Absolutely. you almost are like, you know man, take something for yourself, you know, because otherwise he just gives the whole match away to everybody. And, uh, but I mean, watching him sell, go into sell mode, you know, and, and, and start to make comebacks. That's one of my favorite things in pro wrestling ever. What's your favorite thing about Mance Warner? Um, I'd probably have to say that, uh, because he can make anybody look like a star. Um, but at the same time, his character is just on point. Like, oh, so on point. Like, and he knows that character, like, so well. Like, he is Mance Warner. Like, he's, I mean, he's Mance Warner all the time. Like, it's just, it's, it's crazy. I, I, Like, he is everything that pro wrestling is. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I just, I feel like pro wrestling as a whole, like, whether whether it be indie or WWE. Or, and that's why I feel like the ceiling is, is, is very wide open for Mance. It's just, I just don't know how it would happen you know what i mean like wow. like how can you have a guy talking about drinking beers and, and then you know having the ref check his nose for you know and, and nxt <laughs> like or on the main roster like i mean maybe if we went back that way you know mm-hmm. what i mean <laughs> but but well, he's definitely a, a ring of honor kind of guy or yeah. uh, i would love to see him as on impact that would be so cool um but yeah man I, i'd like his, his character I, I think probably the my favorite thing about mass is his character um, and he hits so hard, dude. Mm-hmm. Like one of my favorite matches, um, like I think of the year, somebody actually just right before I was uh, getting on here, somebody had posted a status. What was your favorite match or whatever of the year? I think it was in the ref group that I'm in. I'm in, I'm in this group. I don't know if I ever told you about this or not, but there's a group on Facebook. It's called uh, zebra talk. 
and it's literally like 600 referees from oh around the world God. that are in this group. And like, we'll post different stuff and, and like, you know, um, advice and different, you know, just asking all kinds of stuff. And, um, and like anybody who's anybody will comment, like, um, it's pretty cool. Like, cause I've, I've been able to communicate with guys like Rick Knox and, you know, Justin Borden on, you know, guys from Lucha Underground or, mm-hmm. or even guys like Charles Robinson will comment from time to time. Like, you know, so like, it's just pretty cool. Charles Robinson is my favorite ref of all time. So, but <laughs> he's a hundred so, uh, years old and he looks like he's 50. It's crazy. You know, <laughs> he's the man. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, um, but yeah, in this little group, somebody said, what was your favorite match of, of 2018? And I, I, without it, like, without even thinking about it, I put Mance Warner versus Matt Riddle. And then I was like, damn, but that's really hard to like, like gaze, like my favorite match of, like the whole year, like there was so many great Michael Elgin matches that I ref. Like um, him and Matt Warner had a sixty-minute Iron Man match that was crazy. Uh, <laughs> you know, Manson, didn't even Anthony like Henry went pretty hard. You know, a couple times I think too. See, I, didn't, I didn't ref. I didn't ref either of those though. So mm-hmm. okay, then but then they don't count. They were like great that. though. They were great. No, no, no. They were still great. Like, don't get me wrong. But I mean, they were asking about matches that you had been in. Gotcha. Um, and so, yeah. And so, and, and, uh, and I ref Mance and, and Matt Riddle. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, Mance is, he's, he's something else. And I'm really proud of him, man. It, it's about time that everybody that, the, in, you know, that the whole country is starting to see, you know, how great he is through the cage of death. Did you watch that cage of death match? No, I haven't seen it yet, but I will watch it. Actually. I don't <laughs> usually check out a lot of CZW, Bro. but I, I just recently gained access to that stuff, so I'm going to start oh, checking it out. I, I like, saw gifts and I saw some, some of the things, you know. Right. First 15 seconds into the match, they threw each other through panes of glass. <laughs> uh, at one point, um, uh, Ricky, I, don't, I can't remember if it was a back body drop or if he, I can't remember how he did it, but he ended up putting, or it might have been a flare bump off the top onto a bed of nails. Why? Oh, well, I don't you know. know. It, like, it, well, and see that, but uh, but that illustrates that Mance Warner can do something like that, but he can also wrestle Matt Riddle. You know what I mean? It, and and like like you said, he can facilitate all these different things. And I mean, it's pretty awesome. You know, he's very versatile. Dude, you know what's crazy? I was just listening to this podcast because um, you know I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I've been trying to find more uh, indie podcasts because um, there's really not a whole lot of them. Um, but I've kind of been stumbling upon some just like by accident. And so it's been kind of cool. Um, but there's a, there's a podcast up in the East coast and they have a pretty big following called THT podcast, uh, the hot tag. And, uh, and they were actually talking about how, you know, one of the cool things about Mance is that, um, he's not a deathmatch wrestler. You know what I mean? Like he can, or no, wait, no, I wasn't THT. It was one that's associated with them or whatever. It's called, I got you five stars. That was the one I was listening to Jeremy. <laughs> and, um, he actually had me on his show uh, a couple weeks ago. So shout out to Jeremy, but, um, uh, I got you five stars. He was actually the one that has said it. He was talking about how Mance isn't a death match wrestler. You know what I mean? Like he can go in the ring and do, you know, um, other things. He, but he's not a death match wrestler. He just, he's a pro wrestler who happens to do death matches. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's perfect. Like that is Mance for real. Like, so, and, and I think it's kind of crazy how, you know, like he's not all over the place, like because there's so many diff- de- different deathmatch places now, and he's not doing deathmatch stuff like that. But then he'll, 
have one of the, you know, craziest cage of death matches, you know what I'm saying? Like that people can remember in the last 10 years, like that's what some of these podcasts up in the East coast who watch a lot of CZW there's, that's what they're saying that this is one of the wildest ones in the last 10 years, you know? So, wow. Um, yeah, like it's kind of cool. So, well, you know, I, one thing I, I do think also is interesting about Mance Horner is that, um, once I, I often will joke about how old he is to people you know, because that's part of the deal, right? Is that he always says he's, I was backstage at Nitro and they just wouldn't put me on, you know, or whatever. So, um, you know, he, uh, so I told somebody he was 53 one time and, and they were like, really? And I'm like, yeah, he's 53. You know, like they, they believed it. You know? it's just hilarious to me because he's way younger than you have, you know, most people would have any idea. And he's only been wrestling a couple of years. And there's a lot of guys like that, like these Myron Reeds. Uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, who you've refereed He's matches in his, you know. Hey, my, uh, uh, Mance Warner is the real two-year vet. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> nuts, man. Uh, but uh, but anyway, well, okay, so we talked about, you know, and he'll be at Unsanctioned Pro. He's actually the Unsanctioned Pro champion right now because he went up to fucking New York and defeated Casanova Valentine in a no-ropes. Like uh, a week before Cage of Death. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And that's one. Like thing, he's nuts. That's one thing too about him is that he doesn't mind getting in that pickup truck and driving across the fucking country. If there's, Absolutely, if there's not, a payday no. at the other end of it. So, uh, you know, not, yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, but around. anyway, well, what what do you plan for the future, Sean? I mean, what what's next for uh, referee man bun? Where do you want to be? And you know, I've, I don't think I've ever asked you this, but. Do you, I mean, like, do you want to move up in the ranks of referees? I mean, what is the next step? There's other indie promotions, but what's the next step beyond that? I mean, the ultimate goal at the end of the day is I would love to make this my full-time job. Like, I hate my job. Uh, You know, I hate hate clocking into a nine-to-five period. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just... It's never been, like, something that... Like, I just... I really wasn't a big fan of school. Um, and part of that was just being confined to, you know, I guess being so even when I was even when I was in college, like I, I like I had somewhat the same class schedule every day. And I kind of did that on purpose. And then once I did it, I was like, this sucks. And so I would <laughs> skip classes a lot. And I ended up, you know, not doing very well in college. So um, but uh, like I've just I've never been, uh, I guess, the type to to be able to like uh, do a a structured schedule, nine to five schedule type stuff. And so I would love to be doing this, you know, full time, like making this my job. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, as a referee, I don't know if that's possible doing indie wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, the uh, the ultimate goal would be to get a contract. Um, to, you know, if I'm working for WWE or um, Impact or, you know, Ring of Honor or something or whoever, like, or if I'm, if I get, you know, ship to Japan and, and they want to, you know, and they want a Gajin ref, you know what I mean? That'd be dope as hell too. Well, um, but Sean, you know, one thing though, you'd have to learn how to fall down more, you know, because uh, <laughs> those Japanese refs, man, a strong wind comes by and they're out for, you know, 10 right. minutes. So you'd have Right, right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm a little tough. So when I get bumped, I at least get, you know, get back up, you know, somewhat. Yeah, there's some bumps that take me out, you know. Why? I, I got uh, I got popped with a chair by Marcus Crane at the last VOW show, and that was my first chair shot. That was kind of wild. How'd that feel? So, yeah, uh, not good, but yeah. uh, not bad. <laughs> so You're crazy, man. Well, uh, <laughs> that's awesome. But now, um, uh, so yeah, well, but 
And then also, too, one of the things I'm definitely looking forward to in 2019. Um, uh, but like I said, yeah, the, the, well, as far as we what, what I was saying, the, the end goal would obviously be some kind of contract, um, you know, working somewhere full time doing refereeing. Um, I mean, if, if I could do that, you know, as far as on the indies, that would be amazing. But I mean, right now it's definitely not feasible. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's no way I could pay my bills off of what I get paid from promoters. So, um, but you know, at the same time, like I, I, I love what I do and, uh, and, and there are some promoters that do take really good care of me. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm definitely not complaining about that. Um, uh, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, but one of the things I'm looking forward to in 2019 the most is, um, I cannot wait for WrestleMania weekend, man. Um, that's just going to be an experience all in itself. Um, it's basically like a pro wrestling, uh, like Mardi Gras, Woodstock, like, you know, whatever big festival you can think of, like, just because there's so much pro wrestling going on compacted area. And, um, and I'm actually booked on, uh, on a couple different shows already for that. So hopefully I'm looking to get a couple more. And um, anything, anything you can announce or this all stuff that'll come Uh, up later? Um, no, I'm I'm on uh, Black Label mm-hmm. show for sure. I'd be on Blast just because I've worked every Black Craft show so far. It's not uh, confirmed, but you know, I've, I mean, I've been on every Black Craft show so far. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, that those two for sure right now. Um, and then, of course, like I said, I'm talking to a couple others. Um, so hopefully, I can get on some of those really big shows out there. Well, I think yeah, we'll referees will be in need down there. And and one cool thing about your experience is that, you know, let's say, you know, you got uh, the Dayton guys on a show or you got, you know, uh, a guy like Mance Warner or some of these IWA guys that you've worked with over and over and over again. They're on one of these shows and you come in and say, hey, to the promoter, I'd be interested in working the show. And uh, he asks around, and they know who you are. You know what I mean? It, it's uh, yeah. it, you're somebody you know who doesn't demand respect. You've earned respect, and uh, that goes further in pro wrestling than talent. That goes further in pro wrestling than looks. That goes further in pro wrestling than anything like that. Um, you know, the, I think one of the most important things is is having earned respect. If you have that, it, 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 that's that's like gold in pro wrestling. Oh, yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Just like we were talking about at the beginning of the conversation, as far as, you know, um, like I'm, I'm here for the boys, man. Like I'm here to take care of them before anybody. Um, so, um, match, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I love whenever I can go into a match that, you know, the guys maybe might not be as experienced, you know what I'm saying? Um, or it might not be like a Michael Elgin or a Mance Warner or something like that, who, you know, are, are both, you know, great wrestlers. Um, and, and I can help to elevate that match. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that, it's, it's kind of cool to be able to do that. So, um, but at the same time, like you said, to, to be able to gain the respect of all these guys to where I can hit up promoters and be like, Hey, you know, just ask all your top guys, like, you know who I am, and so just ask fucking um, Shane Strickland. Ask him real quick. He knows who I am. You know, like yeah, it, it's yeah. awesome. I mean, I, half the people that are on TV are people you've worked with. You know, as far as like on Lucha Underground yeah. and you know and Impact and stuff. So I mean that that's that's tremendous. That's got to make you feel good and give you confidence when you go in to ref a huge match. You know, I mean, and, and to go to a promoter, you know, that you don't even know who they are, and just say, hey man, you know, I, I know what I'm doing. You know, or what, however you yeah, would approach yeah. that. 
Actually, um, uh, speaking of um, WrestleMania weekend and all that, there was a, a really big, I'm not going to say anything or whatever, just because I don't want to, you know, jinx it or, or whatever. But there's a really, really big company up there that's, that's doing some really, really big things that I hit up. And I was able to be like, hey, you know, I've worked with, you know, uh, all these guys that, you know, Marco, um, you know, Nick Gage, you know, all these guys that you book, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and, you know, and, and he ended up hitting me back and he he would actually told me straight up. He was like, you know, um, wait till he gets a little bit closer and, and we'll see. So, Pretty so awesome, we'll see. <laughs> well, that's got to feel good. And, you know, I mean, a lot of people toil away in, in the world of pro wrestling and never get anywhere because they don't they haven't learned the lessons that you have or they don't have the natural kind of, uh, I mean, you're a likable dude, you know, people, you know, walk up to you and say, hi, they make an effort. You will make an effort back towards them. And, uh, that's not every single person. So, you know, all, all that stuff gains you the respect that you have. Like I said, in, uh, you know, I'm really proud to call you my friend and I'm always happy to see Thanks, you. Man. Uh, so, you know, I won't get too hyped though, because then, you know, mouse will get mad or whatever, but, uh, right. You, you know, know, I make mouse mad. No, fuck that dude. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing you up at unsanctioned pro and maybe, you know, I'm going to be there super early. So, you know, I'm sure we'll get a minute to hang out and, and cut it up a little bit. And, uh, that'll be yeah, yeah. something I look forward to. So I'll, I'll yeah. You know, I don't know shit about food in Columbus, though, still. So it is what it is, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. No kidding. Yeah. Hey, there's Max Recon. He just tuned in. Ah, so. What's up, Max? We talked about you earlier. Um, you know, Max Recon's a good dude. And, uh, you know, he's another one of these guys I'm always happy to see. Oh, there's another um, good brother. You know, and uh, he's a guy you've hit the road with. Just commented, Joe Wheeler. Shout out to Joe Wheeler. He is, um, he's senior official at OVW. He's been senior official at OVW for like the last 30 years. Um, so, mm -hmm. and so, I mean, he's worked with the Brock Lesnar's and the Randy Orton's and the, you know, and all those guys. So shout out to Joe Wheeler. It's, I appreciate that comment, Joe. Thanks a lot, man. It, it means a lot for real. Well, and just for anyone that's listening, you know, Joe Wheeler's mentioned that Sean's come a long way and he's earned uh, the respect of Joe Wheeler for all the experience he's attained, you know, which is tremendous. And, uh, yeah. you know, it, it, cool. it's like I said, you, you have the respect of your peers and, uh, everyone that you work with in the promoters, which is something that's not easily gained. Um, but for someone like you, you're just a natural dude, you know, you got that kind of natural likability and that's something that you've, uh, you know, it serves you well, you know? So, uh, but, but anyway, well, where can the folks, uh, find you on the internet? Where can we see you next? Tell us all the, all the stuff. <laughs> All right, all the plugs. Um, uh, or, or if you listen to Coke Cabana, plugs and upcoming. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, I have IWA, of course, tomorrow. Uh, no, today's Tuesday. I have IWA on Thursday. <laughs> See what happens when you work third shift? I can you know, imagine, like, man. You know I can imagine. It's like, it sucks. Um, uh, actually, yeah, I got a busy weekend this weekend. So I got IWA on Thursday. Um, and then Friday we got Paradigm Pro Wrestling, the Black Album. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, Saturday, another IWA uh, Mid South show, um, the Big Christmas Bash, I think, or something is what it's called. Uh, Mance Warner will be back in town. Um, I haven't seen my boy in a while. Um, let's see who else is going to be there. Um, I know Mike, uh, Big Mike Elgin, is going to be there. Uh, shoot, I should have pulled up the card, but unprepared. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's. Uh, it's going to be a really good show. There's a lot of cool stuff that's going to be popping off on that one. Um, oh, Thursday. It's coming Thursday. Um, shout out to my guys, uh, uh, the Mama's Boys. Um, 
Joshy Boy and Joe Travis, two grindhouse kids. Um, they just did the IWA Mid South tryout show. The arena out, like it was packed in that place. Like it, I mean, not like sold out, sold out, but it was it was a really nice crowd. Um, and um, and yeah, they the pop that they got was insane for the you know maybe hundred people that was there. Like it was, oh man, it was wild. <laughs> um, and so, um, but yeah, they have a title shot against the top guys uh, to, or on Thursday. So that's going to be pretty interesting to see. We'll see how that goes. I, I'm really, um, I'm really happy to see Kevin Giza and uh, Adam Slade have the success that they've had. Those guys are tremendous. I love them. Right, man. I agree. They are so awesome, dude. And they like, they work hard. They they really do work hard. They're good dudes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But but they they really work hard. Um, so, but yeah, and then Friday, of course, PPW, uh, Paradigm Pro Wrestling, the Black Album. Um, geez, what else on there? What Matthew you, Justice and people. What do you th- What do you think about uh, about um, AJ Gray being the, the champion? It. How fucking awesome is I that? I love it. AJ Gray's the man. I, I I really like AJ Gray. So he's he's cool. So yeah, yeah, man. It, I was uh, it was it was pretty cool to see him win the championship. So and, and then uh, you mentioned it's Matthew Justice versus. Kyle the Beast, is that correct? Kyle the Beast, yeah. That is yeah. going to be something else right there. <laughs> That's going to be fire, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see what else is on that. Uh, I, I think there's a three-way with um, um, Myron Reed, Ace Austin, and somebody else. Uh, crap, see, I'm prepared. That's okay. Somebody awesome. Yeah, so get down You can arena. look it up on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Get down to the arena on Friday and see Paradigm Pro Wrestling. <laughs> everywhere you know what i mean so <laughs> so but yeah um uh oh and uh oh, see mouse said some some surprises also so how would you uh, oh yeah there it is thank you mouse kyle maverick it's uh, ace austin myron reed and kyle maverick um <laughs> that's gonna be crazy um, um uh but yeah there's there's a lot of there's some dope ass matches on that, and then of course Sunday Grindhouse. I'll be back at Grindhouse, and that is actually our Christmas. We're gonna have a, a Christmas show, Christmas theme show, um, and from what I heard, I think Santa might be sliding through, so uh, that'll be pretty cool. Santa Claus? <laughs> I, th- I Santa isn't Claus. it a rumble? Santa I heard it was like a rumble too. Uh, is uh, is that the Rumble Rumble on Sunday? I think so. Hold on, I gotta look that up. Is yeah. it that's the Rumble Rumble? I think so, but maybe not. Maybe it's the next one. I'm not sure. Uh, but well, I thought that might be. I thought that might be a Saturday show. All right. Well, if it if it is a Saturday show, let me know because I might be able to make that. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, that might be a Saturday. Oh, it's show. January 19th. I fucked up. All yeah, right, there yeah. we go. The flood of flood of comments there. So January 19th <laughs> is the Rumble. Sorry, I don't know shit. Thank you guys. <laughs> well, you know, at least somebody's wearing the pants around here, so you know. Right. Um, but yeah. I mean, I, 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 sh- I should have had my research ready, and I I messed up, you know. So, I, like I said, I'm I'm unprepared, man. I, I'm I'm unorganized and unprepared, but you know. Well, but I, I work hard. So. Next, <laughs> next time, me and you are out there, we're both getting chopped. I think so, uh, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. Well, uh, man, you know, I you know I can't thank you so much for the friendship and you know and all the contributions and help you've given us with the podcast. Because you've helped us behind the scenes. People don't know that. Um, you know, you've also, uh, you know, helped us by being a character on the show, if that makes any sense. Um, you know, not <laughs> right. just through interviews, right. but, you know, people really enjoy those touchstones 
that we can give them because we have listeners all over the world. And some of these people don't know who the fuck Kyle Maverick is and they don't know who the fuck ah, half these people are. But when we talk about referee Sean, oh, yeah, we remember him from that IWA episode or whatever. So, you know, it can be a touchstone for folks to kind of grab on to the stories that we're trying to tell on the podcast. So I can't yeah. thank you enough for all and that. The same, and, uh, you know, if you ever want to call. And, well, and on mm-hmm. the same token, um, I really appreciate you guys for this for almost the same. Follow me on Twitter, who I've it's probably never I don't probably never seen me ref, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't think they've ever been to a show that I've been to based on if I look at their Twitter or something or you know, maybe maybe scroll down for a second and just look like um but there's people that follow me that listen to your guys' show, you know, because they listen they follow me because they listen to your guys' show. Um and then not only that, but um, you know, um just, you know, the exposure and stuff just in general that, that you give to pro or to independent pro wrestling in general. Like it, it, it means a lot to a lot of the guys um, just because, you know, you bring attention to different companies that may not be able to get that attention some other way. Not only that, but, you know, I, I don't get to watch um, Rockstar every week and all that stuff like that. And, um, and so whenever I listen to your, your podcast and stuff, really like, unfortunately the only, the only episodes I really listen to are the, are the Rockstar episodes for the most part. Mm-hmm. Cause like I, like I know most of the PTW guys, so I might catch one of theirs every now and then, like a big like that. But I, like I, mm-hmm. I don't really know a whole lot of NWF guys, so like it's hard to kind of imagine the matches in my head. When it, <laughs> but when you do the Rockstar episodes, man, like the that stuff, it it you know, it's it's real easy to be able to put a picture in my head of what's going on and, and you know i appreciate you for that too also so hey no problem we do what we can i wish i could do more you know that's the thing i wish i have never been to grindhouse because i can't get out there on a sunday at two o'clock or whatever yeah. time they start however if they have a saturday show i might be able to make that depending on january the, 19th yeah on calendar. well 19th. you know there's another <laughs> yeah there's another show with another young man from the kentucky area that's trying to get me to come to on january 19th so might have to, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, uh, but you know, like I said, I appreciate it and I can't wait to see you again, man. Um, you know, and, uh, is there anything else you got to get out there? Did you get your Twitter out? And, oh, yeah, and the, I didn't. Yeah. I was, I was plugging events that I got right. coming up this week and, and we got sidetracked. See? Um, but now, uh, uh, no, you're good. It's my fault. <laughs> I, I ramble a lot and you know, whatever. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, so this weekend I got a, uh, a stacked weekend, um, all in this area, of course. So if you live in the Louisville area um, and you want to see some good pro wrestling, uh, you have plenty of options between Thursday through Sunday. Um, so, um, but yeah, plugs um, as far as social media. Um, shut up, Mouse. I'm going to s- wait till the next time I see him. Trash wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's at official SPO 502. On Twitter and Instagram, of course, you can find me on Facebook, Sean O'Brien, S-E-A-N, um, and look me up that way. I'm probably tagged in this video, so you can just click up there and add me if you uh, haven't added me yet. Um, and yeah, uh, that's pretty much it as far as social media goes. I definitely hope to see you soon, man, for sure. Definitely. Right. I appreciate you guys letting me come on. You got it, dude. Have a good night, okay? All right, you too, bro. See you later, man. See ya.